Did you know that forgiveness is a decision? It is a decision, everybody. Welcome to Reveal the Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Carter, and this is episode 74. What is keeping you from making a decision to forgive? We're going to talk about this. everybody. So glad you are here. Wow. All right. It has been a minute since I have done a new podcast and I see that you guys are still listening and I really appreciate that. I had to take a little break. I just needed to step back from, you know, the computer, social media stuff for a while. I've been studying, working on some stuff, thinking about some stuff. And I have something so good today that I cannot wait to share with everyone. Like this, this, this is like fresh off the uh, Holy Spirit train. I would say this is fresh off the off the off the Spirit man. So you're going to just love this. Um, I've talked about forgiveness uh, before on my podcast several times. I, I think in a couple of podcasts, but I have a a little different perspective. So I, I do forgiveness and uh, forgiveness coaching with people. I've done that and I've gone through it myself. And I'm, and you know what, something, the reason I want to talk about this is because forgiveness is hard. It is hard for people. And it's, it's hard for almost everyone, depending on the depth of the infraction. And forgiveness is something that most people think they need to feel it to do it. And that is not true. That is not true. I've talked about forgiveness from, I believe, Matthew 12 or the story of the disciples. Um, Peter, how many times, Jesus, do we forgive? We all are familiar with that. But today I'm going to talk about why is it so hard? Like what, what is keeping you from forgiveness. And why is this important? Because when you don't forgive, it just puts your life on shutdown, on lock. It makes you bitter. It just keeps you in a really bad, bad place. Bitterness begins to take root and, you know, your life begins to be destroyed, not the other person. So I really, really want to help you women to to forgive. And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to talk about something new that, um, well, I don't know, maybe I will, we'll just see. But anyway, cause y'all know me, I'm like, I just kind of, I do best when I just talk free and let the Holy spirit just say what he wants to say. Cause it'll minister to one person. And I'm all about ministering to just one person if it helps one person. So I've been off for a while and I've got uh, I've went through a whole lot of um, intimate changes, some things Holy Spirit's been dealing with me about, helping me to heal in some areas. And yes, I did say heal because everybody has lots of healing that they still need to do. And I am not a stupid person to think that I have arrived. I have not arrived. And 
I'm going to just really talk about some real uh, personal things in the next couple podcasts. And I, you know, I just feel like it's okay for this platform for me to do that because you don't want to follow somebody who's not real. Because one thing I know from counseling people, all of you out there who listen to me, you've struggled or you've been struggling or you are struggling. And if you're not, you're going to struggle. And you need to listen to somebody who has been there where it's real and what you really, really struggle with. So we're going to just get into some really raw, real stuff lately. But this podcast is going to be a little real too. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty raw. This is, this is straight off the Holy Spirit, you know, teaching me. So what's keeping you from making a decision to forgive? Now I want you to think about that question the entire time you're listening to this, because why does it seem that sometimes forgiveness is just so hard to do? We, you know, most of us know we need to forgive. You know, we do. In in essence, we sort of know this. Now, Y'all have heard my testimony, my story. I went through this, you know, horrible divorce. And I say horrible because it was horrible for me. I don't know if it was horrible for him. He wanted out. But it was really horrible for me. Okay. And it caused me a lot. I mean, a a lot of pain, a lot of baggage, a lot of um, inner wounds. It caused my children a lot of pain that they still deal with. It just, it caused a lot of things. But. I knew I needed to forgive back then, but it was very, very hard to do, okay? It was extremely hard to do. And for some of us, we can forgive at the drop of a hat, but others, you struggle. So we know we should forgive, but there are times where that thing we need to forgive, it might as well be Mount Everest standing in front of us, and it's hard to climb that, and we don't want to climb it. You know, we feel like, you know, I remember back in the beginning, I was like, why do I need to forgive anybody? I didn't do anything to them. I didn't do anything. They did stuff to me. They knew it was wrong. Why do I need to forgive? Like, like what? What, 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 what is this? Okay. So the first thing I want to tell any of you who are listening, if you are struggling with uh, forgiveness, you for, we forgive. You must forgive because Jesus first forgave us. There's a scripture on that. We must forgive. We forgive because the word of God commands it. God says that we are to forgive people. We forgive because we need to. But yet it seems like we can't get there. Okay. When you don't forgive, it affects your body, your health, your mind, your life, your finances, all of this. Now, let's get to the why. What's keeping some of you from forgiving? I'm going to, these are five things that God gave to me. And I'm going to give them to you because, and then the main thing is fear. And I bet y'all are like, fear, what does fear have to do with forgiving? A whole lot, a whole lot, okay? A whole lot. All forgiveness, all forgiveness is based in the truth of God's word, okay? God says we need to forgive. He commands that we we are to forgive. If we don't forgive, we won't be forgiven, okay? But fear... Every single fear, no matter what the fear is that you feel or have experienced in your life, fear is based in a lie. All of it. There's no such thing as good fear, y'all, or fear that's, you know, okay, or I can, you know, kind of get in bed with fear just a little bit. No, all fear is a lie. So how do you combat fear or any fear 
You only combat fear with the truth of God's word with love, okay? Perfect love drives out fear. So with the truth of the word. So defeating fear in your life is the acknowledgement of the lie with the truth, okay? So it's hard for people to forgive because they fear something, the lie about forgiveness in certain areas. So we're going to, or I'm going to show you how you expose the lie about forgiveness, this fear. Well, if I forgive, if I forgive, if I forgive, then what? And then we're going to counter it with the truth. All right. So the lie that keeps you from forgiving is basically the answer to the question. What is keeping you from making a decision to forgive? It's the lie that you believe about forgiveness of, of certain things. So let's get to it. So the first one, let's go to the first lie, okay? People, people experience this. And the first lie, one, one of the lies is, what happened to me doesn't matter. No one cares anyway. What happened to me, it doesn't matter. See, that's a lie. That is a lie. You believe it doesn't matter, but it matters. It matters, and it matters to God, okay? That is a lie that's keeping you from forgiving because you fear that your situation, whatever it is, doesn't matter, so you can't forgive. You feel that no one cares, so why should you, why should you have to forgive? See, I know this one well because I was there. I felt like, why do I got to forgive? It don't matter. They don't care no way. They don't care what they did to me. They don't care if they destroyed my marriage, my family. They don't care, whatever. They're, they just selfish and care about them. It don't matter, okay? Well, it does matter. Now, what's the truth for this? It's Psalms 31, 7, and it says this. I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love, for you have seen my troubles and you care about the anguish of my soul. So if this is you listening to me and you feel like it doesn't matter, it does. God says he cares about the anguish of your soul. God cares about that deep pain that you feel. God cares about that suicide thoughts that you have. God cares about the loneliness in your soul. Anguish. Anguish is deep, deep pain. He cares about the anguish of your soul. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. God cares that you feel like you're about to lose your mind. God cares that you feel deep hurt, betrayal, rejection, anger. He cares. The anguish of your soul. So that's a lie that no one cares. God cares. All right. So if that's you, you take that verse, Psalms 31, 7. Lie number two. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what happens to me. It doesn't matter how that person treated me. Because I don't matter. I don't, I don't matter. It doesn't matter what happens to me. I'm, I'm, there's nothing about me. Okay, that's a lie. Because the truth is Jeremiah 29 and 11. And it says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Now that, that talks about caring. That talks about it does matter. You matter to God because God has a plan for you. You are not some character in someone else's story or their life 
that they can just do whatever they want to do to your life. You're not just some character like in a movie or a play or in the life of somebody else's drama. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And he's going to fulfill that purpose and that plan in your life. He says he knows the plan that he has for you. And it's not a secret. God will tell it to you. And it's a plan and it's not for disaster. It's not for destruction or, you know, tearing down and drama and pain that someone else caused out of their ignorance or their selfishness or their own pain. But God's plan for you, my dear sister who's listening to this, is to give you a hope and to give you a future. So that lie that doesn't matter what happens to me, it does matter because you're not just a victim of someone else's choice. God has a plan for you. All right. Lie number three. Lie number three is if I don't seek justice and if I don't make it right, it won't ever be made right. Woo. All right. Now this one I know well. Okay. This is a lie. And why is it a lie? Because you fear that God won't take vengeance for you and you fear God won't fix it. So you have to fix it yourself. See, that's the fear. You fear God won't fix it. Lie number two, you fear that, you know, there's no good plan for your life. Lie number one, you fear that, you know, hey, it doesn't matter what happened to me. It doesn't matter. No, it does. So you can't seek justice. Why? Because in Romans 12, 19, this verse says, Beloved, Never avenge yourself, but leave the way open for God's wrath and his judicial righteousness, for it is written in scripture, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Now, I'm just going to tell you, I take great comfort in this verse because I was a person on a mission. I wanted vengeance. I remember when my husband and the mistress did me so wrong. And it was wrong. No matter, it don't matter what excuse he gives. It doesn't matter how he twists it, how he says this, that, that, or the other. It doesn't matter. We were in covenant, still are, and we were to work it out. You're not to go cheat. You're not to go do whatever. You're not to leave your family. That's you all of those are excuses. Because God has an answer. God has a, a way of fixing something. But see, I, I wanted vengeance because, I, I mean, I was the good wife. I was help, helpful. I was what a wife was supposed to be. I was ready to not tap out and stick with it no matter what we went through and still am. But I wanted vengeance because I was like, God, this hurts so bad. You, you just ain't doing, you ain't, this is wrong. They, they've wronged me. When are you going to fix this? And I remember early, early on, I went looking to kill her. I went looking to kill her grave dead, and I was going to immediately repent because I knew it was wrong. But I wanted some satisfaction because God wasn't doing it quick enough for me. Because the pit that you dig for someone else, God says you're going to fall in it yourself. 
But see, I couldn't wait for, for that. I wanted, like, I hurt and I wanted some relief from my pain. So you have to really understand people that want vengeance. They're in pain and they want relief for the pain. Is that you? Do you want vengeance? Are you in that much pain that you feel, you know, you about ready to do something you shouldn't do because God's not moving fast enough for you? God had to catch me three separate times. I went looking for them to hurt, to hurt, to physically hurt them, to go to jail. I was going to kill somebody, beat the crap out of him, and my kids were going to defects, and I was going to jail, but I was going to have a prison ministry. And I mean, I was going to sit there, but I was going to have my vengeance. God was like, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. Because I, I, had, I didn't do anything to deserve this type of treatment. And I was like, where is God protecting me? But see, it wasn't about that. It was about me and Father God and my love relationship, knowing that God had my back the whole time and God had something better for me and God's bringing something better for me. So you can't go get vengeance, my dear sister, if that's you. God is a God of justice and mercy and you can trust God's injustice does not go unanswered. They will pay a price. It doesn't matter how they're living their life now or what they're doing. God saw it all. God saw it. Nothing is hidden from the Lord. And you can forgive and you can say, forgive me, but see, there's still a price to pay. That doesn't mean you don't get the consequence of what you've done. Just like if you go rob a bank and they catch you, you can say, I for, forgive me, and here's the money back, but they still going to throw your, you know, Watusi self in jail. You're going to jail. There's a consequence. You don't get to just hurt and wound people. All of you out there who've been hurt by people, you've been wounded, just hear me. Vengeance is coming because God said, vengeance is mine. God said, not me, God. And there's scripture to back it up. The hole, the pit someone digs for you, God said they will fall in it themselves. It's just a matter of time. Because people who do other people wrong and they don't repent to those people for what they did, they don't back out of their, their horribleness, it's coming. The day is coming. So if that's you, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And God never lies. Hebrews 4.12, God doesn't lie. Every spoken word, every word he speaks comes to pass. All right. So lie number four. Lie number four for some people is if I had just, you know, if I had not married this person, my life wouldn't look this way. If I hadn't have done this, my life wouldn't look this way. I should have done this or I should have done that. Okay, that's a lie. Why is that a lie? Because you fear that your failures are stopping you. They're stopping you from doing something that they've put a wall up. The lie is that your marriage to this person made you a failure. The lie is, oh, I didn't take this job, so my income has failed. 
The lie is, if I hadn't moved to this city, if I hadn't let them live with me, if I hadn't of this or shouldn't of that. And there's nothing you could do to change or fix those things. You think the fear is you think you missed something. You think that you sinned and went too far. You think that, well, I shouldn't have had this affair. I shouldn't have stole this money. I shouldn't have this. No. God is faithful and just. The scripture is 1 John 1, 9. If you freely admit that you have sinned and confess your sin. Now, now let me just clarify sin here. Sin doesn't mean the moral or the immoral thing that you've done. Sin means that you've separated yourself from God. The things that we see people have done, the immoral acts, those are just consequences of separating from God. Sin is actually separation from God. So if you freely admit that you've separated yourself from God and you confess how you separated from God, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and he will forgive your sins and cleanse you continually, every day. It's like a continual bath from all unrighteousness or wrongdoing, everything that's not in conformity with his will and his purpose. So you don't have to worry about the fear of, you know, I just, I, I failed. I fail. And sometimes we do fail. Sometimes we do miss it. But God has 1 John 1, 9 just for you for that. Now, let me give you the last one. Lie number five is forgiveness is a requirement to have continued relationship. No, it's not. Just because you forgive doesn't mean you got to have restoration with this purpose. That's a lie. So you fear that I'm going to have to have relationship, reconcile with this person. Forgiveness does not equal reconciliation because the other person has to be willing to come to the table of reconciliation where you are. You need to forgive. That doesn't mean you have to fear we're going to reconcile because you fear I'm going to be hurt. Why? Luke 3, 8. Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, oh, we're safe. For we are descendants of Abraham. See, I'm good. I've changed. That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from the very stones. You don't open your heart back up to people if you don't see that they've changed in their life. This is going to help a whole lot of you. You forgive and then you open up too quick to people. A person, this verse is saying a person must prove the way they live. You can forgive them, but you be on your guard. But they have to prove the way that they live. Guard your heart until you see sustained change in their life. It has to be sustained. If it's not, don't, don't open your heart back up. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean you haven't forgiven them, but you don't have to open your heart up to see them every day and be around them. This is, this is one that a lot of family members need to take to heart. I've been hurt 
by my family, I don't open my heart back up to them. I've forgiven them for how they treat me, but I, I can't just open my heart because there's no sustained change. There's no sustained change with friends, with certain people. So you have to be careful of this. All right. So I, I, I'm going to stop there and I hope that, you know, you take these five to heart. There's more, but I just want to give you these five and I want to make sure that you look at these and you say, okay, which one of these, what's keeping me from making that decision to forgive? What fear in these five lies is keeping me from truly forgiving this person? Forgive sister, forgive them. Forgive and let it go. Do not let one of these fears keep you from being free in your soul and moving on with what God has for you to do. All right, so I hope that y'all enjoyed this podcast. It's so good to be back. I'm going to do another podcast for you. I'm I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. And I've got some good things coming. I did have to step away. I apologize, but I needed a break and I needed to step away and just work on some things. And I'm ready to teach and I'm writing something really great. And please listen to the next podcast because I'm getting ready to teach a, on a very powerful verse, something that I am sure a bunch of women have never heard before. And I've got to talk about a, a, something personal in my life. And I think it'll really bless you. All right. So if you want to reach out to me, please email me, stephaniecarter45 at AOL.com. And go to my website, revealedgrace.com. And check out some things I have there. And I will talk to you later.